0: Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe. Pushing our culture with authenticity and of course, Style and Vibes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I hope you guys are doing well. If you are new to the family, welcome and make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and make sure so that you guys don't miss any future episodes. And if you want to check out past episodes, you can do that um, here on the podcast where you're listening as well as on styleandvibes.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss anything while Guan Ronier. So today we're gonna to be talking about reggae Sunfest or a taste of reggae Sunfest as they are calling it this year. The virtual festival took place over the weekend, and I had to do a recap. I did a previous recap of last year's show, which was a live show that they also live streamed, but this year it was all digital, all virtual for everyone. So we're gonna get into that, but of course, first I gotta share what I'm styling on and vibing to. Thank mm-hmm. you. So this week is going to be a little different and so is going forward. I'm only going to share a little bit here because we have a new series on our YouTube channel exclusively to our YouTube channel extending styling on and vibing to a little bit so you can check out the full extension of what I'm styling on and vibing to. I'm going to release it with every episode um, so that you guys have a chance to check that out as well. So I'll share a little bit here and then give the extended version on YouTube, so make sure you guys head over to YouTube. The link to that is uh, this series is in the show notes as well. But this week, I am styling on Shensiya's Pretty Little Things ambassadorship as well as Kabaka Pyramids Babylon Fallen. Again, you can check out more and all that I'm talking about in the Styling On Vibe Into series on YouTube. <laughs> So Reggae Fest has traditionally done a really great job of putting on a festival that is really based in Jamaica, showcasing Jamaican talent produced by Jamaica's finest um, creators, and I think that that is no different this year so with all the festivals being canceled our most going virtual um reggae Sunfest fest also decided to do a virtual um festival as to not skip over the year but give us a taste of that experience if you were to travel and it's great promotion for next year so hopefully there will be a show next year um but in the meantime, everyone was able to simultaneously view it on any device really, because it was streaming on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube simultaneously. So we had all the options to tune in that we needed for the two days. Um, so there was two days of festivals and in classic, um, some fest form, they had some events throughout the week. So they also did uh, a spotlight on a few of the artists that previously performed. So they had Lady Saw, Elephant Man, Ragging King, Coco Tea, Coffee, Bear's Hammond, Massacre, Spice, Idonia, Cartel. Mavada and Shabarang so they previewed those clips and those are clips from previous um, performances that they had so they featured those on all of their social channels to kind of build up that momentum for the performances that they had on the Friday and Saturday which is usually traditionally when the um show kind of is is anyway so i think the timing was pretty perfect they also supplemented with a few creator workshops uh, which were sponsored by facebook and pandora so it really went into the depth of things and opportunities from a music perspective on these different platforms. I didn't actually get to tune in, but it seemed like really cool opportunity, especially for younger artists and artists coming up, or if you want to be an artist, if you want to be in the music business, just to understand how these platforms play a role in music. I think that's key. I think the interesting one for me is Facebook. It kind of seems like they're trying to make a big play on the music front, similar to what YouTube is doing. Um, so, Excited to kind of see how that progresses and grows. As you know, many DJs are going live since all of the pandemic stuff has happened. So it will be interesting to see how Facebook progresses in this space. Pandora has been around forever and it's definitely a platform that is still being used to consume music because their playlist algorithms are one of the first that we kind of heard from um, in terms of getting it right from a catalog perspective. They also had um, some creators panels. So it w- was marketed like a panel, but it was more kind of like a fireside chat because it was a one-on-one conversation. So there was Jesse Wu and Spice, as well as uh, Stefan Bristol, who is the film director behind See You Yesterday. And he did a sit-down with Major Hype. Both of those also were exclusive to the Facebook feeds um, and on their social platform. So if you get a chance to kind of go back and check out those, I think that those are pretty cool because it kind of gives you the artist perspective and like their elements. It's just kind of like listening to an interview with those two um, who are very prominent. Uh, Even the interview hosts, they're 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 they're. also very prominent as well in terms of their respective craft or creating things for mass markets and just having an idea putting it out there that is not necessarily always music related but it kind of commingles so check those out as well so on to the main event in terms of performances so they split the night into two which is night one and night two and they had a plethora of different performers. They opened the night with Muta Baruka, who of course had some inspiring words for everyone during this time. And I think what he really talked about was the importance of a positive message in reggae music. And I'm paraphrasing, um, but he is reinforcing the idea of keeping that positive uh, vibration in terms of music and messaging and echoing the idea that reggae music has always been a music to uplift the oppressed. So black people, people of color all around the world, and even people aren't who are not of color really gravitate um, towards reggae music because of its sound and its positive message so I thought that that was a great opener from him a definite reminder that you know you kind of keep that in the back of your mind as you are exploring new music um, and just taking that into account I thought that that was a significant start to the festival um, especially in these times so they really dug in the crate. Well, I don't know if necessarily they dug in the crate. They just, you know, got some artists from that were popular in the '90s to to open up. So Shaka and Pliers, Tonto Metro and Devante, and Frisco Kid really held their own. And I, I hope I don't sound horrible when I say this, but. Our stars are aging pretty gracefully. A lot of them, um, they performed very well. They performed as well as I remember seeing them previously. Um, And I think that that is amazing. I think that is kind of like goals for artists that they don't really know that they have. Because if you can create a good 10 hits that you can later tour with, like there are artists that continue to tour um, without releasing new music. But if they do release new music, it just makes it that much easier because they're already in performance mode. Anyway, I'm kind of going off topic, but Chaka Demas and Pliers, they were really great. Um, Pliers was looking real, real nice. (laughs) um so same with Tata Metro and Devante they both had on their 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 suit and they were engaged with each other and they did all their classics of course um Shaka Demis and Players did Murder She Wrote um Tata Metro did uh, and Devante did Everyone Falls in Love all of them tunes that were you know it, and love Frisca Kid it's almost like you forget how good he is and how many hits he's had until you see him perform but he was definitely bringing that 90s energy and vibes especially in the early part of the the show for the friday night segment and then so what they did was they took it to the new generation of dancehall so they had daddy one and chronic law um i really liked um daddy one's energy the the bro god energy kind of definitely came with that energy chronic law did not have as much energy, but I do like his lyrical content. So I was able to kind of hear him and vibe with him. The good thing is, is that they still have time to grow as artists. So I'm definitely gonna continue to watch them. Um, Daddy One for me had better energy than Chronic Law, but I think that there was positives to both. Of course, I Shawna, always bring the, <laughs> the, bring, bring, bring some kind of vibes to to her show she definitely you know raw and and unfiltered that's what i should say aishana is very unfiltered but she had to be filtered because this was a family show so she did do her performance but she did get a little edgy and of course performing her equal rights um equal rights and justice song of course was the highlight of her performance um but I like I really like Aishana she has uh, a good energy she's um great on stage she can work with a band so I like her and I like I, I I'm just like why don't I hear more from her but I know she has been releasing music um I know she's done some stuff during quarantine so we'll try to bring that back and and highlight that in a later show So, of course, there were Mish Camp, TJ, TJ, Shansia, and Ding Dong. So they actually ordered it Ding Dong, Shansia, and then TJ. But I think that they should have reordered it to TJ, Shansia, and Ding Dong because Ding Dong's and Naji with the rivers, clear of us, oh my gosh, it was top-notch. It really stole the show for me in terms of just the high energy and the excitement that, you know, the night one usually brings anyway. Shansia did a really good job as well. I have seen her um, perform in person, and she definitely got into it when she got to, to Blessed, and I think she was kind of, you could tell, and, I, you know, I don't know her or her team or whatever, but you can tell that she was really thinking about her mom. Her mom recently passed, um, but she's, like, holding out her arms and looking up and kind of, you know, feeling that energy. You could tell she was really excited to just be back on stage, but she wasn't all the way there like she normally is, but definitely was good to see her. I'm sure she, she even mentioned just missing um, performing, and this is her first performance um, since the entire... Uh, quarantine situation and of course since the untimely passing of her mom so big ups to her she definitely did her thing TJ I love TJ oh my gosh I love I love him as an artist but his performance I could not hear him like I don't know it was just the way maybe he was holding the microphone I don't know it was just off putting for me because I couldn't hear all the lyrics and he has really good double play like he's always like i don't know there was something for me there that was missing um with his performance and i think it was a little longer you could tell that he really had a certain level of excitement to be on the stage and he really wanted to be there and that really came through but i could not hear him a lot of the time so even though i know the songs and i wanted to sing a so- sing along um it was kind of hard to just hear the lyrics over the, and maybe he was just overly, overly excited. I'm not sure, but um, but he did do a good performance. But for me, I think if they had switched Ding Dong and TJ, maybe that would also have swayed. The order matters, people. The order matters. Um, so I'm not sure if that would have made a huge difference, but I thought that that was um, something that would have made a difference for me. There was a new artist, Marcy Chin. I have not heard of her. She had, she did one song and that was really it. I don't know much about her, so definitely gonna check some more out, um, in terms of who she is and what she's been doing. She only did one song, so, um, but she also had like hosting bits in between. They had like different intermission the intro, um, and then at the end, she kind of did a skit. There were like skits in between that she did. So I thought that that was cute. Conscience, of course, he brings his classic energy. He did a few of his hits. And one thing I have to say is that, like, they really did it as a taste. So the artists really didn't go through their entire catalog, and they really only did maybe one or two minutes of each song, if that. So, they really didn't get as in depth each for night one. It was maybe two and a half hours, and then night two was about two hours. so conscience kind of ran through a lot of his lyric a lot of his his songs, but he definitely was excited to be there and I loved his energy. He even brought out um a newer artist named Daini. And uh but his performance was just shorter than I had anticipated because I thought, you know, he would probably have been on a little bit longer. But I loved his performance. He always does a pretty good job of um just bringing that energy, mixing that dance all. And then he came back for night two. And I'll get to that in the next segment when me I bolt night two. So Agent Sasko closed out. The first night, he did songs like Winning Right Now, Local, Banks of the Hope, As a Man, and he definitely ended it perfectly, um, in terms of just his performance and his skill set. It was a little low energy to be closing at the end of the night, which is something that I, I did miss, but then he kind of ramped it up a bit, and I really enjoyed that part of how he kind of ramped it, ramped it up high, and then kind of just, you know, ended it really on a high note. So that was it for night one. There were actually more artists on night one than there were on night two. So on night two, it kind of echoed my thoughts about night one. You know, the the artists are really aging well. And not that most of the artists are old. They're just, they have a bit of a catalog. And they still bring that same energy. They bring their same style to the stage, and really and truly enjoy themselves while performing their songs. Um, Third World actually received a Lifetime Achievement Award, so that is, of course, uh, very well earned because they just do so much work for reggae and the community across the globe, so congrats to them. Egyptian actually started out night too, and he sounded exactly the same, and I think he's one of those underrated but cemented mainstays of, of reggae because he has a good number of hits in that lover's rock space, so he has Hold you, you know, I can feel your pain. Beautiful lady. Um, He was wearing this crazy poncho, though. I don't know what that was about. But I think he was ready for Gilbert. The second coming of while, Gilbert. Instead of COVID. But, you know... It it was interesting. It's very Kanye-esque, the gray poncho suit thing. I didn't like the outfit, but his performance was pretty good. And he sounds exactly exactly the same as his records, as he sounds on 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 in when you see him live. So, he really did put on a great performance. Freddie McGregor, oh my gosh. I absolutely Loved him. I loved him because he has a really extensive catalog too. And as you kind of listen and you get re-familiarized. Because now, for me, it made me want to go back and listen to some more Freddie Greger. And what I liked about him, he introduced a new song. But his new song actually sounded like it belonged in his catalog. And what he did was he sandwiched it between songs that people knew. And then ended with a classic. So I think that that is a really great way to intro new music to to newer audiences. Especially when they are so used to getting um, um, the classics from you. And actually Tanto Metro and Devante, they did the same thing. They introduced one new song but they sandwiched it between two songs that were really well known and it really felt seamless. It didn't bother you that they were cutting into the catalog to share this new song because sometimes it does feel a bit jarring as someone in the audience um, to hear new songs at the wrong time but I think that they picked the optimal time in their set to introduce new music and then get back to the classics. Maxi Priest, don't age at all. He looks exactly the same. Um, He had on these sunglasses and his hat. It was actually his first virtual performance, um, ever. And I think a lot of the artists, he, he talked about it, um, in one of his after interviews. A lot of the artists are trying to get used to performing for like 10 people, even though 20,000, 30,000 plus people are watching them virtually, but they can't see them. They can't feel them. So to perform in a studio and bring the same level of energy that you would to a festival or a stage show, it's a bit more challenging for them because there's no energy to feed off of except for the people in the studio. And most of the people in the studio, they're working. So they can't jump up. The cameraman can't jump up and heel up and two-finger gun salute and pa 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 you know, they're they're in their own element and they're doing their work as well. So I think him talking about that on camera was really um, important because a lot of times we have to give these artists grace to grow and develop into new technologies that they haven't really experienced before. My girl, Coffee did come in at with Rapture. She is definitely growing as a performer and... While her stage presence isn't big, I think her songs are so good that you kind of just zone out singing the songs and enjoying her. You can tell she really enjoys her catalog. Even though she doesn't have a long catalog, um, she is someone that people just love everything that she comes out with. Since she's kind of come on the scene, everything that she has released, a lot of people really, really love it. She definitely has um, a kind of formula that works for her. And, you know, she works well with a band. Some of the deeper notes that she hits um, were a little harder to hear just because she's already so soft-spoken. So I think that that's something that she'll work out on. But aside, I I know I just talked about the people in, in, in the studio, but as they were kind of zoning out, as she was doing her 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 lo- her latest song lockdown um and even you can hear people in the studio kind of like so maybe they were watching or some other artists were watching and they were kind of hyping her up cuz as they kind of turned down the audio on her and the band you could hear people in the background whistling and clapping and in the background of the actual video so if you didn't hear it you can go back and try to listen to it but it's just some one of those details that i kind of pay attention to so I liked it. I really enjoyed her performance, and she did a great job. Sizzla Kalanji, it for me for the whole thing. So I know it was just a taste of some fest, but Sizzla made you feel like jumping out your seat, putting up your black Black Lives Matter T-shirt, hauling up your fist, everything. And what I really love, let me let me back it up. What I really love is before they got to his performance, they featured a lot of the work that he is doing in his township called August Town community in Jamaica. So, you know, he's building community centers and kind of keeping people in the community busy doing work, getting the community self-sufficient and to kind of help the people in the community thrive. And he really spoke about using music to spread The message of um, positivity, um, Rastafarian culture, and then using parts of his income to invest back into the community. Imagine if all these artists, and it's not an obligation, but you know it's something to kind of think about and it and it helps you understand the motives of artists when they do things like this and to the his foundation he's had for years and he's been doing this work for years but i think it was the first time that i had seen it presented and featured in this way it really showed him and people of the community what they were doing the progress that they were making so i thought that that was Cool outside of his on fire performance. He <laughs> kind of literally tore the house down. Um, of course, he said it was the 27th anniversary of oh, I can't remember, is it Black Woman and Child? I think that is his first album. I had didn't even realize it was that long ago, but wow. Sisla of Catalog, and he's always, you know, a really great performer, but he just Portis stage down and I think quite literally everybody at home who was watching, who was able to tune in was definitely out of their seats by the end of it because he did such a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So if you haven't gotten to watch any of the Sunfest videos, make sure you do that. It is our festival by our people showcasing our talent in our style. So make sure you guys check that out. It's the only Caribbean festival that I've seen um, coming out of the Caribbean that has been digital festival, like official performance festival um so there have been other things that have happened but not i don't think to to this degree if i'm wrong you can't you can't definitely at me or correct me me not mine but this is the first one that i have seen um with this level of quality so definitely big up the whole sumfest team For even putting it on because technically they didn't have to, but they definitely felt obligated and a responsibility to the culture to keep it going. So make sure you guys keep it locked. I am going to be releasing a bonus episode next week. It's going to feature Savannah. I love her so much. So I we have a really great conversation. That is going to be released next Monday. And it's going to drop right after her release. Um, her EP is called Be Somebody, which drops on Friday, July 31st. So make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss it. Until next time, Leah Tommy Peeps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit StyleAndVibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy Peeps.